Okay, Daf Mem. We're all discussing Bukhas Kaina. We had mentioned yesterday that there seemed to be a minig to say various different psukim at the end, uh, during Bukhas Kaina for the people, for the Am, for the Israelim. So the Gemara says five lines down. Hey, Chanaimer, where are these, assuming you have these different series of psukim, we have different ones on the weekday, different ones on Shabbos, different by Mincha, different by Nilo. Where do you say them in the Bukhas Kaina? So very Remember, Bain Kol Bracho, Bracho. So you say it at the end of each. At the end of each pasuk, if Sheshes are Baskaras Hashem, when the Kohen says that Hashem Hashem in each bracha, that's when you would say these pesukim. Pligibar of Marav of Zib, but then they have a secondary machlekes. Chadamar pesuka lekabel pesuka. So then it was there's three pesukim that we had mentioned in each group of pesukim. So you say one pasuk, assuming you're saying it either on the Shem Hashem or at the end of the the pasuk of Berachos Kain. We say one pasuk can get each one. The Chadamar kol pesuka amalu kulo. No, you say all three pesukim at each opportunity. Okay, but Amar Avchiyah Barabah. No, this idea of saying these psukim does not make sense in outside the base of Megish, where you're not actually using the same Shem and Rufarish. This was only something that the Minig developed in the base of Megish itself when they were using the Shem and Rufarish to cover the Chari of the Shem and Rufarish. He says, and it has to be that way. The truth is, even in the base of Megish, we should not say, because it's like a philosophical question. So when an Evid hears a bracha, when someone gives someone a bracha, you're supposed to be listening. Instead, you're saying a bracha, singing a song, or whatever it is. So, so there, there's sort of a, a philosophical different approaches here in the Gemara. Does it make sense that you should be listening intently when someone gives you a bracha? Or does it make sense that you should be responding when someone gives you a bracha. So this man never says, the truth is, I think it makes sense that you shouldn't be saying anything. You should be listening intently. In the Beis HaMikdash, the cover the shame of fire is fine, they said to say these psukim. But outside the Beis HaMikdash, absolutely not. I think the opposite. I think Yudavka should say them in the Gvulim. How could it be that someone gives you a bracha and you don't express appreciation for it? You don't listen, you don't say psukim, which, which show that you appreciate the bracha and you want the bracha. So it's two mamish opposite approaches. And therefore, it seems to me that the pshara is in the Beis HaMikdash we'll say it, but outside the Beis HaMikdash we don't. Amar Avavo, Meresh, originally, when he was learning these halachas, I thought that you say these things. Therefore, I would say, well, every time there's Bechas Kainim, I would say these Pesukim. But then I went one day to the base manager of Abba Benaku, and over there he did not say them. So I changed my mind, I changed my Pesach, and I decided not to say them anymore because I go with the Svara, that you should just be paying attention. On that note that we see Bravo held one thing, and then he changed his mind to something else. We bring another shtikla gata to about Ravo changing his mind. Remember Ravo. Meresh, originally, havamina in vesuna ana. I used to think I was an anav. I was, you know, I'm a pretty humble guy. Why? We'll see why he thought that. Chibin the kuzun Menaku. But then I meant this Ravaba Menaku, who we just mentioned. The Amar, and he was a tremendous anav. Why was he a big anav? The Amar, he had time. Normally, in those days, they would say over the shear. And then they had a maturgamin who would say it out loud. It was supposed to say it. Now, you'd sort of trust the maturgamin to say over the shear faithfully and actually say over what the Magid Shear actually said. Rav Menaku, he would say Chad Taimah, he would say Pshat in the Gemara, and then the maturgamin would get up and say a totally different shear. Totally different shear. And he didn't say a word. 
He didn't want to embarrass him in public. You don't, you don't embarrass people in public. And he yelled, I guess the Torah was terror. So he said, this, Rav Abba said, wow, Rav Abba Aku, he's running on a much higher madriga. I said, well, I'm not on that madriga. I'm an anav, as we'll see his story. But I'm not on the madriga that someone could steal my shear, change my shear, and I don't respond at all. What was the Ravo's Madrega that he thought he was an Arab? The Amala, listen to this story. The Amala de Bisayu Damari de Ravo de Bisayu de Ravo. So the, the Rebbitsons were fighting. Okay, so the Red said so there was two. There was a Ravo, and the Ravo had a Maturgaman. He would say the Shear, and the Maturgaman would say over the Shear. So the Rebbitson of the Maturgaman said to Ravo's Rebbitson, My husband, who's the Maturgaman, it's only because he doesn't have yichus or something like that. He could say his own shir. He doesn't need your your husband to say the shir. V'hai degochen. No, this is a little bit different. V'hai degochen v'zokif like that, which he always bows down and pretends like he's listening to your husband say the shir. Your car be amud He's just giving him covet. But the truth is that the shir that he's saying over b'shem your husband, and he is saying it over, but he could say that shir on his own. He doesn't need your husband to say the shir. So as the b'sayev from the Bravo. So the, the Rebbevo's Rebbetzin comes home that night and says, "You won't believe what I heard today when we were, you know, we were schmoozing." He said to her, "What's the difference?" As long as it comes out of Kiddush Hashem, what's the difference? So the Mitzvah is slightly different on Vendusur. His on Vendusur, he sounds like the Maturgaman in Ravo's case was saying over at least the same shear. So okay, as long as everybody gets the same shear, what's in it if he says it? He thinks he could say it. Fine, he could say it. Whatever it is, but the same shear is going to go. Where Baravom and Aku, the Maturgum was saying over a totally different shear. It wasn't even the shear that he had said, and that not to complain. That already was a higher madrig. Another story of Bavo. Vesur Bavo about his avnivos. Vesur Avuru Aminu Rabbana Aminu Rabbana Lei Leminibiresha. So they had an election for who's going to be the new Rosh Hashiva, and they voted Bavo to be the Rosh Hashiva. Again, it's the same Rav Abba Menaku who he had just given tremendous cover to. But he also said this Rav Abba Menaku was deep in debt. He owed money. He had Bali Chayvus. So Amalu Ika he said, let give him the job. Because apparently Rosh Hashivas, not only nowadays, even those days can get very rich. And therefore he said, let him have the job so he can pay off his Chayvus. Another story of Ravavo. Ravavo, They went to visit a city to give, it sounds like they were saying Shuram, like a you know, traveling, traveling Musa. So you have a choice, right? If you go into Balabatim, you have a choice, you can save her of Chaim, or you can save her a nice piece of Ein Yaakov, so the Chavar goes to hear the Agarata, right? It's easier, it's lighter, to prepare, it's better. So get upset, like, what's it? no one's coming to my Shia. Amalei, so Ravo said, no, 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 it's not, not, don't take it personally. I'm Shekla Moshal Devadim, I'll explain to you. The Shnei Adam that are coming to a city to sell, to a Reichel, right? They're, 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 they're traveling salesmen. Echa Meichel Avonim Tevis, one has diamonds. Vecha Meichel Mini Sidkis, little needles that people use to sew clothing. So I'll meet Kaifzin. So, yes, of course the diamonds are better than the needles. But no one can afford the diamonds, so that's why they're not going to buy the diamonds. They're going loyal and therefore you shouldn't have Kalisha Sadas. You're of course shear, the Schmeitzer shear, the Gemara shear is a better shear, but they're not on the Madrega, so they're just coming to hear my Agadah shear. Didn't sit well with him. Kol Yuma, normally when they would leave the Beis and Rabbi Abba, Kol Yuma Ravo. So who would walk who home first? Rabbi Chia would walk home Ravavo and make sure Ravavo got home first, covered. Adushpiz until his house. Mishim Yakar the Beikesa. Ravavo was close to the Beikesa. Zifra was covered for the Nasi, covered for the, the Gaisha king, it sounds like even. So they would walk Ravavo home, and then Rabbi Chia would go home on his own afterwards. Now, who Yuma, after this story where 
Rabbi Avo was afraid that he was pagan, the coveter of Chia. So Yuma Elvil Rabbi Avo, Rabbi Chia Barabbah Ushbize. So Avo walked to Bechia, I'll walk you, I'll give you the covet, because he felt he was Nifka from not having the Shir. Rafilachi, Loisiba Daitminera, Chia didn't fall for it. And Bechia understood that Lamaisa, people wanted to hear Avo's Shir better. Okay, back to our sugya. So we said that when the Kayanim are saying the Birchas Kayanim, there's an Indian maybe to say these different Psukim. You're supposed to respond, you're supposed to be involved. It says, well, there's one other. Situation we have like that during davening. So we have, we know, we call it Moidim Dirabonan. Why is it called Moidim Dirabonan? Not because it's Midrabonan, because all of davening is Midrabonan. It's Midrabonan because we're about to see this Moidim is a compilation of different filas that different Rabonan in the in the Gemara put together. But the Gemara takes it as a Dover Pashit that of course you have to be saying something. Now, why? Well, we don't respond by Slachlanu. We don't respond by Rifa'enu. Why Dafka by Moidim? So I saw Chaim Freelander brings out from the Avud Ram. The Avud Ram says, in, in, especially in the olden days, where the idea of Sheikh Tzibur was, he was saying, he was being Yaitzah the Tzibur. So to be Yaitzah the Tzibur in Shvach, you could do. To be Yaitzah the Tzibur in Bakoshes, you could do. That Sheikh Tzibur says over the Bakoshes, Klaus on needs. But by Moidim, when we say that everything we have comes from we're being mishabed ourselves to Kharshbahu, you can't do that Ayyde Shliach. You have to do it on your own. And therefore, when the Sheikh Tzibur would say Moidim, even before Tzibur, when they weren't dominating Tzibur, the Balachash by themselves, then the, the Tzibur would also say along another version of Moidim. Seemingly not the same version, slightly different version, but we would say along a Moidim. And that's why the Gemara here takes it as a different posture. So what did they say? My Marmim. So about Rav, Rav said, Moidim anachnu lecha Hashem alekeinu. Very short version. There's two pshatim. means, which is which should be mechavim. Either means we're thanking Hashem that we have the ability to thank Hashem. That's one pshat. Another pshat is means above and beyond. We already have in the tefillah that Sheikh Tzibur is saying Maidim, and we're going to say even more than that. So the al means either because or more than. Two ways to interpret that word al. That was Rav's version. Shmuel Amar Lekei Kol Basar Al Sha'anu Moedim Lach. Rabbi Simoy Amar Yotzveinu Yetzir Breisha Kashpacha created the world Al Sha'moedim Lach. Now Dai Amar Mishmeidu Rabbi Simoy Bracha Yisvay Dois to Shimcha Godol Al Shechisani He gave us life He came down He keeps us Al Sha'moedim Lach. Rav Acher Bar Yaakov Mesayim Bahachi Came to Not only did you give us, but you should continue. To give us kentechayenu, sechanenu, skabtenu, sesef kolusenu, chatzus kachach, bring us back again. Continuing off for tzei from the avoda, you should bring us back to the beis hamikdash. Lishmer chukach of lasut zanecha balev of shalim al shemadim lach. So all these various things, Rashi actually says each one is not arguing; each one is building on the one before him. And therefore, Amar of Papa, as if Papa says many times in Shas, apparently there's ten times in Shas where Papa says this. Hilkach lamrinu lekulu. And therefore, we combine and say them all together to be eight to all of them, and therefore it's moedim dirabonon because it's a com- Compilation of the various different tefillas of these various rabbanon that we have in the Gemara. Back to back to Berachas Koinim. You have to be. You have to give proper covid to the tzibur. Fear of the tzibur. Covid for the tzibur. The kahanim turned to face the people. And they put their back to the Aron Kodesh. Now we learned it out from a pasuk. We said Amar Lehem. That's be panim. Can I get panim? But Lamaisa, you see from there that it's more important that they face the Am. Who wants it? That they should be facing the Am and not facing Akodesh Baruch That's you learn out the idea of Kavrat Tzibur from that. Nachmar Mehachu. Another pasuk. The pasuk says. When David HaMelech said he's collecting money to build the base of English, he did not end up building it. Shlomo did, but David HaMelech said, I want to start collecting the money. I want you to listen, my brothers and my people. Those are two totally different types of expressions. Brothers means we're equal. 
Ami means I'm the king. You're the you're the you're the the peasants. You're the subjects. So which one is it? So im achai lama ami, vim ami lama achi. There seem to be contradictory terms. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lam Davidi, Yisrael, David meant to say as follows: Imatem shaimenli. If you agree to give the money on your own, I don't have to do anything about it and force you. Then achiatem. Then you're like my brothers. You were on the same page. Vim lav. But if you don't, then amiatem. Then you're you're the subjects. When he wrote there, I'll hit you with a stick. But lamaisu, you see that all things being equal, he wanted to give them the opportunity to do it on their own. And that's an idea of Kavanat Sibor, that you respect the Sibor, give them the chance, be done on the Kavshus, that they will be mitzarif on their own, and you won't have to force them. Rabbanan Amirach, Rabbanan Sibor, another halacha we see this, and this halacha, Dafka Bai, Berches Koinim, the halacha is, Eina Koin Mishayim Lalois Besandaleim Leduchan. So when they go up to Duchan, they're not supposed to wear their shoes. Now some people mistakenly think that's because in the Besamikdash they wear shoes. That might be an Indian, but that's not where the halacha comes from. So this is more, what is this idea of not wearing shoes when you go up on the Duchan? Where does it come from? This was Yechem and Zake already when they were leaving the Besamikdash now, ready to point. Now Berches Koinim is going into the shul environment. So he said, now you don't wear shoes. In the Besamikdash you're wearing shoes anyways, right? Because you don't wear shoes in Besamikdash. But now that you're doing it in the shul, you take off your shoes. Now why? What's the spar of this takon? In my time, huh? In those days, they used to wear like these uh, you know, long robes, and the robes would cover their sandalim, their shoes, whatever they were wearing over there. And the roads were not paved roads like we had. The robes were muddy and disgusting and filled with who knows what. And their shoes and their feet, everything was really dirty. So now when you go to, when the kayan goes to lift up his hands, and he's lifting up the robes that are going to come up with him, everyone's going to see their muddy, disgusting shoes. So therefore, says that's not kavarat zibur for everyone to see the, the muddy, disgusting shoes. Therefore, you should take off your shoes when you go up to, to the duchan, so it should be clean. So the chayr, it's a ray of kavarat zibur. So marvashi lavdafka. Look, hasam shemenufkutzer ritzum asandalim. It's a different issue. Lavdafka is a kavarat zibur. It could be kavarat zibur also, but it could be another reason. The reason is because the kohen's going to lift up his hands and he's going to realize people are going to see his sandalim with straps. And maybe one of the straps is. T- torn or untied like we would have in shoes. Vahadar Azlan Mikdash is going to bend down to tie his shoes and miss Pichas Kainim. Yami Ben Gushim and Chalutzim. And people think, oh, why is he not going up to David? Must be to bench. There must be his apostle Kain. And therefore, Rechem Zaki, I'll solve the problem. Avoid issues. Take off your shoes. And therefore, no one's going to be worried about whether your shoes are tied. So both stories could be true. But my side that we do clearly see an idea of Kavarat Zib. Shouldn't have holes in your socks on a separate issue. Whether you're allowed to do it as barefoot or not is also a separate issue. Uh, bare, right, whether it means actually barefoot or whether it means with socks, without socks. Depends on the minigamakam, basically. If the minigamakam is to go without socks, then people have no problem going without socks. If yes, that. Okay, we said, but Mikdash, you have bracha achas. But uh, because you don't say amen between the various brachas like we do here. Why is it brachas? You don't say amen in the Mishnah. The Masha says a beautiful shot over here. The Masha says that um, in, outside the Mishnah we pronounce yud ke vavke alef dalad nun yud. Alef dalad nun yud plus yud ke vavke in gematria together is 91. Yud Kevavke is 26. And Aleph Dalad Nun Yud is going to be 65. 65 and 26 is Gematria 91, which is the Gematria of Amen. So the idea of saying Amen, one of the ideas of saying Amen is, even though we just said a bracha, we did not pronounce Hashem's <coughs> name correctly. We did not pronounce it Yud Kevavke. We only pronounced it Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. By saying the Amen, we're Ke'ilu Mashlim and say that we really wanted to add on the 26 as well and say the Yud Kevavke. But in the Beis HaMikdash, where they're actually saying Yud Kevavke, says the Marsha, there's no need to say Amen. You don't have to be Mashlim that point because we're saying the Shem Hashem the word. It's the Marsha's Peshat in this Gemara. So anyway, so where do we know this from? How do you know you don't say amen? So two points the Gemara says. Shenemah, the pasuk says in Nehemiah, 
Kumu barchos Hashem alokeichem mino elam v'yado elam. That's the first point. Is normally we say a bracha baruch atah Hashem alokeichem malachol elam. In the basement, just the brachas were longer. The brachas were baruch atah Hashem alokeichem Yisrael mino elam v'yado elam. So the bracha itself was different. And then the brachas continues. When I shall call bracha bracha tehila at the end of each bracha, you don't say amen. You say baruch Hashem kvod machusa the elam void. That's what you normally say in the Beis Hamikdash. Shenemar if you baruch Hashem kvod dechum ramo kol bracha v'tehila. I'll call bracha bracha ten like tehilas. And therefore you don't say amen. You say Baruch Shem Kvar Machusay. So Fektaisus, what's the problem? So after each sentence of Birchas Kainim, say Baruch Shem Kvar Machusay. Why is that not a hefzik as well? Taisus is because you would say Baruch Shem Kvar Machusay when they said Shem Hashem. And that wasn't at the end of the Pasuk. So in Echanami, they would say Baruch Shem Kvoid, like we say in Yom Kippur, etc. But that wasn't a hefsik between the different Pesukim of Birchas Kainim. And therefore we consider it Baruch Achas in the Beis Midrash because they said all three Pesukim together. Says the Mishnah. Next halacha, we said that has to be in Lashon Kodesh, is Birchus Koyin which is on Yom Kippur. After he finishes the Avoida, he's going to be leaning from the Sefer Torah, and then he's going to say eight brachas. Those eight brachas have to be in Lashon HaKodesh. Ketzad. So Chazan HaKnesses, Sefer Torah, there was a bunch of different people who had jobs. Chazan HaKnesses is the person who's in charge of logistics. Right? He's the one who's moving everything around, making sure what's what and what's where in the basic Knesset. Rashi calls him Shabbash Beshe Knesset, Shatarech Iskev Knesset Olaf. So he's in charge of logistics. He gets the Sefer Torah out from wherever it was put away. He gives it to the Rosh Hashanah, who's a higher Madriga. He's the one who doesn't get his hands dirty. He just makes the big decisions. Okay, that's what Rashi says. So he gives it to the Rosh Hashanah. The Rosh Hashanah gives it to the Skan. The Skan really doesn't have a job. He's just there in case the Kohen Gadol gets possible. So the Skan gives it to the Kohen Gadol. It was on Yom Kippur. The Kohen Gadol, Oymid, he stands up. We'll see all this why tomorrow. Um, Mekabel, and he's Mekabel Sevetar. What does he read from the Sevetar on Yom Kippur? First he reads Achimrez, the parasha of Avadis Yom Kippur and Achimrez. The Achbe also. Then he reads the parasha of, of Yom Kippur in Parshas Emmer. Those are very close to each other, obviously. Then, he rolls the Sefer and he holds it. He holds it in his, on his chest. And he says to Klayusol, Yoiser or Yeser, the rest of the, what I'm gonna, about to say is written here as well. I'm just not going to roll it here. We'll see in the Gemara tomorrow. You don't want to waste time. We're rolling all the way to the next parasha in Pinchas. And therefore, the parasha of Pinchas, which is the Musaf of Yom Kippur, that he reads Balpeh, even though it's Balpeh, and the Farshim say, you're like we do by Yoshia, like we do by Kriyashma. So here also he read it Alpe. And then we get to the part where he has to say the brachas. And these have to be, as we said, Balashan Kaidish. And what are the Shmaina Brachas? We'll see what they are tomorrow, the details. He says a bracha about Yisrael, Mikadash Yisrael. He says a bracha of Mikadash Akoinim. And then it says a bracha called Al Yushalayim, something about Yushalayim, Vishar Hatfila, and then a Sharatfila bracha. If you look in the Mishnayis and in the Rambam, they seem to not have the gears of here of Al Yushalayim. Because we'll see tomorrow that the Sharatfila is actually another bracha, in which case you're going to have nine here. And we just said there's eight. So the Rambam actually takes out the Yerushalayim bracha. It's Rashi has it. Smashman, maybe Rashi held that the Shar does not count as part of the list. And therefore, it's only the first day to be counted. But these are the brachas that the Kohen Gadol says, Be'rabim on Yom Kippur in Lashon Kodesh. Says the Gemara. Shema minach chokum kavala talmud bakam rav. What's this idea of chekis, right? If you've ever been to a bris in Eretz Yisrael by the, by the, by the a real yeshiva shabris, there's something called chekis, where they take the baby and they pass it from one person to the next person, and they have a whole covet thing, and they announce each one, so everyone should have the proper covet, and the goinim, and all these different people over there. So what's the idea? The idea is in the chariah, you're giving covet to each one of those people. So the Lord says, that sounds to be what's going on here. You're giving covet to the skan, you're giving covet to the Rosh HaKnesses, 
that's a debatable issue. If there's a if there's a kain gadol there, do you give covet to these lower level people? It sounds like from our Mishnah you do. Says the no. Says the Gemara. Amar Abaya kulam mishum covet the kain gadol hafuch. It's the opposite. By giving cover to these people leading up to the Kohen Gadol, you're actually building up the cover for the Kohen Gadol. So you're not there to give cover to the Skan. You're not there to give cover to the Rosh Knesset. You're there to use them to show more cover for the Kohen Gadol. Kohen Gadol, Oymen HaMekabal Bukhari. stands up and he takes the Sefer Torah. So what do you mean stands up? Oymen, Michal Diyashev, that means he was sitting until now? That can't be. Only David, only only the Malchus, and only Malchus based David will see tomorrow, get a chance to sit in the Azar. You cannot sit in the Azar. Even a Kain Gadol is not allowed to sit in the Azar. It's not covered. Rashi brings a Pasuk that even Malachim don't sit in front of the Shechina Kaviyochel. David sat, but nobody else sits. So what's this idea that Kain Gadol now is standing up? He, was, he wasn't sitting. This Kriya was not in the Azara. This Kriya was in the Ezra's Noshim. In the Ezra's Noshim, like we said, from Sharnik and our backwards, that did not have a din of the Azara, and there you're allowed to sit. Anybody's allowed to sit if the Kangal Taka was sitting and he stood up when he got to Sefer Torah. The same, same tarot applies here. Our gear says Mesfate, maybe it's not a Mesfate, but it's the same Bryce, the same question. It says, where did they lay in the Sefer Torah? So Bazara, in the Azara itself. No, it wasn't in the Azara. It was outside the base of the altogether. The Bayesh Shenemar, like we see in the Pasuk, by Ezra, by Ezra it says, But if it was in the Azara, same question, how could you be sitting? On that, when it said in the Azara, it didn't mean in the Ezra Yisrael, because in the Ezra Yisrael, you're not allowed to sit, and therefore you wouldn't be sitting to stand. must mean the worst case, worst, best case scenario was it was laid in the Ezra Stashem, therefore he was sitting, but when he brought him the Sefer Torah, then the Kohen Gadol did stand up. Tomorrow we'll see about a melech. It's a slightly different process. Okay, okay.